Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome to another edition of White Sox Daily Live. My name is Ian Eskridge. I was fortunate enough to talk to what we are learning now is the former White Sox minor league hitting coordinator, Andy Barquette. He expounds on what happened, how he feels about his time that he spent here, and some guys to look out for in the future. Thanks for listening, and here's the conversation. Thank you. Hey, Ian, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Andy? I'm good, thank you. I'm can, good. Can't complain. Oh, good. Can you can you hear me fine? I can hear you well, yes. Okay, wonderful. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. Um, so I got some uh, unfortunate news from you the other day that you're not going to be re- uh, retained uh, to stay with the White Sox for 2024. Um, is there any particular reasons that you were given for that change? Um, not necessarily, I guess, um, you know, just major league team really had a rough year, obviously. And, uh, offensively the numbers in the big leagues weren't great. So they're, they're making moves in the major leagues and retooling the whole hitting department. It seems like, you know, I, that was really the reason I was given, uh, it really wasn't anything performance based or, uh, anything that, uh, anything else besides, Hey, we're just we're looking for new voices on on our major league staff, and uh, we want cohesion with the minor leagues. And so, I feel like they're they're going to try to, you know, create just redo the hitting department there and so forth. So that was really that was really what I was told. Hmm. So th- there have been reports coming out. You know, obviously, as you mentioned, the major league staff was overhauled quite a bit. There, there have been reports that they were. There were a lot of conflicting messages between the hitting coaches there, and I kind of felt like, from what I had seen with the minor league stuff, that there seemed to be a pretty consistent message from the guys that uh, were down there, and I thought mm-hmm. that you know everything seemed like it was going pretty well down there. Is there anything in particular performances that you were proud of that you uh, that you know some of the guys that you worked with? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, looking back, I've had some time to reflect this past week on, on the last few years. And, you know, there's lots of guys I feel like uh, I, I'm really proud of, 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 you know, number one, the development of Chris Johnson. I think that he's a really bright young hitting coach. And I kind of hate that he got caught up in um, the, you know, the the wins and losses game of baseball and, and, and you know, having a rough year and so forth. I think he was impactful with the guys on the team and I think he did a really good job. So definitely proud of his development. Cameron Seitzer as well, Nikki Delmonico. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, just, just Geraldo Olivares was a young hitting coach that came from the Dominican and came to the States this year. And, uh, and so, you know, from the coaching side, I just, I saw those guys get a lot better the last couple of years and, and I'm super proud of that. And, um, you know, you, you kind of want to pass it along as you, you know, you're given things in the game. Tim Hires really was a, a huge influence on me when I was in Boston for two years, taught me a ton about being a major league hitting coach. And I just took basically that program and, and implemented it with the White Sox. And from game planning to swing mechanics to drill packages, um, you know, I'm really proud of the development of the coaches. You know, Carlos Perez, I remember sitting, uh, sitting down with him and having a conversation, hey, you make great contact, but you don't really hit the ball for any power. Uh, how about we try, you know, you know, getting the ball in the air? And, and you know, you got to be kind of careful who you say that to. But I remember having that conversation with him, and you know, 
with Cam Seitzer. We all sat down and, and Justin Gershio in, in his office in, in, uh, in Birmingham. And, and next thing you know, uh, this kid's buying in and, and he starts hitting the ball over the fence and has career high in homers and, and, and gets to play in the big leagues. Now, you know, would he have gotten there without that conversation? It's possible. But I, I know, and, and so does uh, Jersh and, and, and Seitz, that, that we had an impact on that young man that day. And, and, and so those stories like that, that, you know, nobody ever hears about or sees or uh, behind the scenes type of things. Uh, you know, Romy Gonzalez, I know he, he had some injuries this year, but his development, I think, was, was, um, was really neat. Uh, through our, you know, he was somebody that was forgotten in the system and uh, really took off uh, post-COVID um, when, when I became a part of the organization. Uh, as well, um, uh, Lenin Sosa, uh, here's a guy that was, you know, really wasn't on the top prospect list uh, with the organization. Uh, got with Charlie Romero and, and started working on some of the drill packages in the Dominican that we implemented and started making some, some strides in his move to the ball. And next thing you know, this guy has a career year, ends up in the big leagues. So, I, you know, I feel like, you know, would those guys have made it with or without me? Uh, you know, who knows? Probably, but at the same time, it, it feels pretty good to know that you were a part of their their journey and their development to the big leagues, and, and seeing them uh, up there is really is really awesome. Ber Berger, uh, you know, Jake Berger. You know, I didn't spend. Um, you know, I know Chris Johnson spent a ton of time with him, and this guy was a, a first round pick and a great hitter, uh, and would have been if I never would have spent any time with him. But I know just you know having a couple conversations with him here and there along the way. I felt like was impactful. So, yeah, there's lots of guys, you know, I felt like I, I helped uh, throughout the system and, and um, I'm very proud of the work that I did there. And, and I wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, if I were to look back and, and, and change anything, there's really, I don't think there's, there's not one thing I think would, I would have done any differently as far as how I, how I went about my business and, 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 you know, how I worked with the players and the coaches there. So the, the amount of tech that you brought in, I mean, considering the way that the White Sox uh, developmental situation has been for years and years and been looked at as uh, kind of lagging behind, um, you know, with the implementation of the eye pitch and everything uh, that, that you brought in with that stuff and with uh, CJ and the biomechanics stuff, uh, I feel like the, you know, that kind of stuff has kind of taken an uptick with the organization. You want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I, I think that, I mean, I felt like on the minor league hitting side, especially, you know, we've developed, and I actually told this to somebody today, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, was interested actually in the job. I said, hey, we've built a nice little sports car that's ready to just hop in and drive. And so, like, you know, like whoever takes this job, I feel like unless they want to completely redo things, there's, there's a lot of cohesiveness right now within uh, the strength and conditioning department, the biomechanics department. Um, you know, we have uh, really kind of meshed all of that together. You spoke about the eye pitch machine. You know, we have eye pitch machines at every level now. Charlie Romero, um, we had some issues with uh, the automatic feeder in Canapolis this year, but once they got it working in the second half, you know, Charlie and I, you know, Charlie, who's a veteran hitting coach, you know, would tell me, man, this thing is really helpful to players. I can see it really helping our strike zone, rec you know, management and recognition uh, as we as we go through the season, especially with the young players and um, and watching them learn and grow. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super proud of, of, of what we what we are, uh, what we were building there. Uh, I've learned a lot about biomechanics. I learned a lot about how the body moves and, you know, we are. We, we, we have developed um, a system of teaching 
or not teaching, but measuring force plate data and to see, you know, how guys are using the ground and how much they're getting into their engine, which I call basically the back hip and, uh, and, and how much, and I call the brakes, the front leg and how, you know, how, how they're using the brakes and, and so forth. And so we're able to measure that and say, Hey, you know, you're, you're not holding your backside enough. And, you know, we have drill packages that we can attack with that. And so, yeah, I feel like, again, when I got there, there was really none of that in place. Uh, and, and in the last three years, uh, through help of uh, you, my assistant this past year, Danny Santine, uh, Devin DeYoung, uh, you know, just the rest of the hitting the, and the guys I've already mentioned, hitting coaches, we've kind of collaborated and really looked for ways to make it better. And, uh, and I feel like we did. And so, you know, I was taught a long time ago, whenever you go somewhere, you want to make it, you know, if you're a player, a coach, heck, if you're working in a dentist office, you want to make that place better than you left it. And that's really kind of our job in life, no matter what we're doing, is to make an impact on people and an impact on the organization that you're working for. Um, and in our case, obviously, we, really, we can impact the lives of young men. And I feel like that was uh, something that we were really able to do and, and we're continuing to do uh, up until I was uh, you know, told that I wasn't coming back. One guy in particular, uh, Oscar Colas, really s- seemed to struggle in the majors. And, you know, I know that you had worked with him quite a bit on his pitch selection. And um, to me, you know, wa- watching his at-bats uh, specifically this year compared to last, I felt like uh, when the results didn't come right away for him that um, – that he kind of reverted to uh, trying to uh, pull everything and not continue through the, through the ball quite a bit. Um, does, mm-hmm. do you, I mean, does that seem like a pretty fair assessment of, of what uh, was going on there? Cause I know a lot of white Sox fans want to want to yell about Oscar Colas not being developed and uh, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, Oscar is a very talented young player with very little experience. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, being a major league hitter uh, is 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 a whole, is something that's like holistic. Like you can't just get there because you can hit a ball 450 feet and the ball hit. You know, you have all this exit velocity and and so forth. Like there's so much more to it than that. And there's so much more to it component. You learn through at bats, and you learn through failure, and you learn through growth, and you learn through falling on your face in the minor leagues and picking yourself back up and grinding through. 140 game seasons and the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of that. And that's where major league hitters are, are developed. And, and, you know, Oscar uh, really, you know, didn't have that luxury last year. He was able to go through a season and in his first year in the United States and, uh, and get that type of experience, which was great. Uh, But then obviously now uh, we were in a situation as an organization or they were in a situation as an organization where they needed help immediately in the big leagues and uh, and his talent level, um, you know, they, they thought that they could give him a shot and he would be able to contribute. Uh, we thought, I, you know, I think collectively, if you were to ask all of us in the minor leagues, I don't think we thought he was ready just yet. Yeah, I mm. think that, you know, he, he needed another year in the minor leagues uh, to, to play and learn and fail and learn about pitch selection and learn about uh, pitch metrics and learn about, you know, developing a game plan and approach every day to to the pitcher and to the other team that you're facing. And, uh, and I think, you know, he, he, he probably learned all those lessons this year. I, I spoke with him uh, many times when he was in AAA, and I feel like he is, he really has, has, has come a long way and, 
And uh, but yeah, he still has a long way to go. He's a young player with very limited experience and super talented yet, and, and a lot of upside. And there's still a lot of uh, great baseball for him to play in his career. But man, it's hard to just come here from another country with limited number of at bats and all of a sudden, you know, go to the major leagues and produce. It's not it's not a very easy thing to do, and it's something that you don't see happen very often. Yeah, that's one of the things I try and. Uh convey to people when people complain about uh you know about oscar colas's performance in the majors is that you know more or less he missed like two and a half years of of playing competitive baseball and to expect him to just show up in a year into the major leagues and just automatically start you know killing the ball all over the places was kind of uh lofty expectations um can you uh tell us about uh some guys that you expect to take some some big steps here in the next year or so uh, well, I mean, Brian Ramos is, I'm a huge fan of him and, and will continue to be, uh, I think he's going to be a really good major league player. Uh, he's got great makeup. He can play the heck out of some third base and, and this kid can really hit and he's a winner. He's a, he's a winning baseball player. Uh, you know, same goes for Colson Montgomery, super talented, uh, you know, slow heartbeat, meaning nothing really fires him up or gets him too excited. You know, he, he, uh, he's got, you know, ice in his veins type type of guy. Uh, Terrell Tatum is a, is a guy who was a later pick from uh, my alma mater, NC State, and again a guy that really kind of bought into our program and has really developed his uh, his his talent the last couple of years and winning Player of the Year. I'm super proud of of his development uh, and and where he's come from. Obviously, Popeye uh, Jose Rodriguez has got a lot of talent, and uh, I think you know again a guy going through lots of at bats in the minor leagues, learning, failing, growing. And I think we're going to see uh, a guy that, that can really make a step forward in the coming years to help the organization out. I think Jacob Gonzalez, the, the first-round pick from Ole Miss, even though he struggled in Kannapolis, uh, we had a game plan to – to and they still have a game plan. They're still working on it, I'm sure. But his swing is already taking some big-time strides in instructional week so far. Uh, and so, yeah, they got a, they, they have a nice young core of, of offensive players, I feel like, that will – that will uh, that will help sustain the organization for years to come. I just they just need some time to to develop. They're not, not really many of them are ready just yet, you know. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, with you uh, going to uh, the Dominican and working with some of those guys every once in a while, you see those guys mm-hmm. that we don't get our eyes on at all. Uh, there's some mm-hmm. particular guys that are coming over from the you know that you know within the last couple of months and uh, in the future coming from the DSL that that we should know about. Uh, yeah, Abraham Nunez uh, is is junior is is a pretty talented young man. Um, there's a, a a little guy Mogollon who can really swing the bat. Uh, he's, uh, got a bright future as well. Those are the two I'd say from this class, uh, everybody else is pretty young and needs another year down there. Uh, but those two guys, I think, uh, can come over next year and, and, and probably get into the, uh, the ACL and get, and get playing. Um, you know, uh, Ryan Burroughs is a, is a, is a player with a lot of talent and, uh, was in the ACL this year, young man, only 18 years old and, um, you know, big upside there. Uh, yeah, so I, I would say those three from our from our Dominican program, as far as you know, uh, are three guys I would I would definitely keep an eye on you know going forward. Um, so uh, obviously you've got the uh, last year you went and managed in the uh, the air, the uh, 
Dominican Winter League. Yeah. Uh, is that in the plans mm-hmm. for this year? Uh, well, you know, last year, Dominican Winter League is very volatile when it comes to managers. Yeah. It's a 56-game 50, season, I think, 55 games, something like that. And, uh, you know, if you're not off to a good start, the manager gets fired. And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's very archaic in the Dominican as far as, like, you know, fire the manager, fire the pitching coach, fire everybody. You know, it's just kind of how how, how they do things down there. Uh, the fans are are almost rabid at times and uh, and super passionate. And so, uh, you know, I, I played down there a long time, had a lot of success as a player, had some success as a manager, um, you know, a few years back. And so, um, you know, uh, will I will I? I'm not going back this year. Not not signed to go back anywhere. Uh, Will a manager get fired in Dominican this winter? A hundred percent positive that will happen. <laughs> will they call? Will they? Am I on a list to get called when that happens? Probably so. So you know, it's just one of those I don't know yet type of things in baseball. That uh, you know, I, I really have a lot of respect for the league. Um, a lot of friends down there. That the Dominican Republic means a lot to me. Uh, you know, my family and I have spent a, a ton of time down there. So um, you know, if that were to come about. Uh, you know, obviously we talk about it as a family and, and see if something that, you know, that would fit. But uh, anytime you're asked to manage in that league, for me, it's a huge honor. And so, uh, yeah, I, I feel very blessed to be to be able to be considered. And uh, if that would happen. And, you know, that'll be great. It's a lot of fun. That's, uh, yeah, I, I could imagine, uh, you know, I've seen obviously I've only seen video of the winter league down there, but it seems like each, you know, all those games are just insane with bands walking around and lots of screaming. Um, uh, any plans in the, uh, in the, up, you know, in the near future that you've got? Uh, not really just, you know, spent some time w- with uh, family. Uh, you know, uh, my son's playing baseball at Stetson. I have a, a daughter playing soccer at Kennesaw state. So, you know, just kind of, and then our youngest is, is playing volleyball right now. We're in the middle of a high school volleyball season. So just being home, being around family and, and uh, obviously, you know, w- looking, looking at the phone and, and, and checking the MLB uh, trade rumors and, 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 you know, waiting to hear back from people. Cause obviously, you know, looking for a job in baseball in 2024. So um, yeah, that's, that's really it. Yeah. I got to imagine it's on the horizon. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just an outside observer and, you know, I saw improvements in the system, so I don't see any reason why there's, you know, why that, why that should not happen. Uh, your, uh, virtual hitting school, um, I learned mm-hmm. a ton, um, mm-hmm. you know, just from the, uh, seminar, you know, the webinars that you, that you put on, um, is there any, uh, plans to, to get that up and moving? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I was really enjoying doing that. And then I got the winter ball job last year in the Dominican. And, you know, that is a full-time job times two. You know, there's really, I, I thought I could go to Dominican and still try to manage this, but uh, it was it was too hard to try to run that virtual hitting school and manage a baseball team at the same time. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I've been doing some uh, getting into the mental game as well as the, as the, the, the swing uh, part and really kind of doing some motivational speaking lately. And it's been really neat to be able to, to connect with people that way and speaking to different organizations, uh, not just in baseball, but, you know, women's volleyball or a pharmaceutical sales team. Um, you know, uh, I know a lot about winning championships and, and developing people. 
and and that that also uh, you know connects in, in different walks of life, not just in baseball. So uh, yeah, the virtual hitting school is is still something I think I might kind of dive back into and develop and 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 you know use that in in hand in hand with being able to do some public speaking and motivational speaking, which is something I really enjoy. Well, that's great. Um, well, I, I you know I don't want to eat up too much of your time. Um, th- thanks so much for hopping on today and. Uh, you know, best, best of luck in the future here. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that, that another gig's going to come your way. I don't think, I don't think I have to hold out hope for that. It should be pretty, pretty soon. I would hope. Um, so, uh, where can people find you on the internet if they're searching out for you? Yeah, I think, uh, the, my Twitter is, uh, is all is, is, you know, I think it's a Barquette 17 and, uh, you know, baseballpros.net is the virtual hitting school. You can send me an email on there. It hasn't really been updated in a while, but I got some time on my hands, right? So, uh, you know, I might have to, to kind of dive back into that, but uh, that's basically the best two ways to, to contact me is uh, either on that website. It's baseballprosacademy.com or baseballpros.net or abarquet 17 is the, the Twitter, um, uh, whatever you call it, name. So, yeah, those are the two ways they can find me. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, uh, covering the hitting and and uh, your encouragement and your support over the last couple of years working for the White Sox. And uh, like I said, it was uh, it was a, it's a part of the book that was I'm very proud of. And it was the first time I'd ever really, you know, built and maintained a hitting program from scratch. And, and uh, it was a great challenge. And it was something, uh, you know, a lot of relationships that I built that I'll cherish for a long time and. Uh, you know, I'll miss working with Tony LaRusso. The last day I worked in, in Arizona, I was watching a game and got to sit with him. And I was taking notes on my phone as he was just talking away. And so uh, there, there were some great, there's some great memories, some great relationships. Uh, but it's obviously time to move on to the next chapter. And I wish, I wish the White Sox nothing but the best of luck and the people that are there and the players. And it will be rooting for them from afar. All right. Well, uh, you know, hope you get back out there soon and start building some baseball players. Um Appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Andy. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right.